Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Open Book. I'm your host, Robbie Williams, and the topic for this episode will be self-discipline. Now, we are going to talk about self-discipline, what it consists of, what it is, and my experiences with it. Um, so let's get started, shall we? First off, let's go into my experiences with self-discipline. Um, I have a very, very chaotic relationship with self-discipline. Um, I know as much as I talk and I, you know, try to give advice and the best things possible for anybody who's listening, um, I, I also like to keep it real. I like to keep it 100 with everything that I'm saying and everything that I'm doing. So in regards to self-discipline, that is one thing that I am still currently struggling with. Um, it is something that I am learning, I'm trying to progress in, and I'm trying to control and make it part of my, um, everyday routine. Um, when it comes to self-discipline, it is more of the temptation that I'm dealing with, that I fight with, that I struggle with, um, it basically, when it comes to food, now I'm a big foodie, and anybody who knows me knows my husband, who is a chef, um, professionally and in the house, he is a chef, and he's always coming up with the most amazing, delicious, um, dinners, or, um, recipes ever, and it's hard not to indulge in the, the stuff I'm not supposed to eat versus the stuff I'm supposed to eat, um, which is one of the reasons why I felt like self-discipline needed its own episode, um, in regards to the podcast, because there's so much to say about it. Um, my self-discipline is, is, um, something I'm, like I said, something I'm still working on. Um, I am trying to establish some self-control which will eventually lead me to self-mastery. Um, control over, over, you know, being a foodie and loving food and knowing what I can and can't eat and knowing that if I want to accomplish the goals that I set forth for myself physically, then I need to learn some self-discipline when it comes to um, intaking food. Um, What kind of food I intake and 
the amounts I intake. Um, I need to show some resistance, some self-resistance, and some willpower. Um, so it's definitely something that I'm struggling with that I am currently working on. And, you know, eventually, hopefully one day, I'll have some self-discipline and I can look back at this and be like, wow, I've come a long way. <laughs> um, according to Oxford Dictionary, self-discipline is the ability to control one's feelings and overcome one's weaknesses. The ability to pursue what one thinks is right despite temptations and to abandon it. Um, Basically, it's self-explanatory. Self-discipline is cutting out the temptations, cutting out anything that's going to steer you away from achieving your goal. You know, you got to be self-disciplined if you want to accomplish something. If you are determined to gain something or to um, achieve something, you need to have some self-discipline in order to do that. And it's, it's very, very hard to obtain, but once you do... Um, learn how to have some self-discipline then your your art at mastering it will be simple and then you'll be able to do it with whatever it is whatever goal you set for yourself um now you might be asking yourself how do how do you how do you develop self-discipline well let me see According to MindTools.com, there's five things you need to do to develop self-discipline. Choose a goal. Begin by choosing just one goal that you want to focus on to develop your self-discipline. Easy, right? It might sound easy, but it's not as easy as you think. But just one. It's not asking you for a lot. Just one. Just one goal. Like, my, I'm going to start going to bed at 9 o'clock p.m. Don't let anything steer you from that. If that's your goal, make sure you're in bed by 9 o'clock p.m. every night. Regardless if you work the next day or not. If you fit it into your routine where it becomes something regular and it becomes a habit, eventually you'll start doing it unconsciously and then nothing can steer you from it and you've just mastered a goal, a self-discipline goal. Uh, Number two, find your motivation. Once you've chosen a goal, list the reasons why you want to achieve it. Of course, you must list the reasons why you want to achieve it. Um, When it comes to listing the reasons why you want to achieve it, don't be so vague. 
and what I'm talking about is stuff that is very broad. You want to avoid that. Try to do something where it seems, where it's easy, where it's obtainable, something obtainable. Um, like I said, you know, your one goal can be, I go to bed at nine o'clock every night. Okay. Why do you want to, why do you choose that as your goal? Well, because I want to be able to wake up a few hours before work to take my time to get ready or to do stuff and not feel rushed. Okay. So that is motivation right there. You want to be able to one day, you know, wake up earlier and get your day started earlier. Motivation. There you go. Um, number three, identify obstacles. Now, this is part of realizing the temptations. Um, temptations can be obstacles as well. Like, say you decided to, one of your goals is going to be, um, to eat healthier. You know, you're going to make sure that you have a healthy meal during lunch. That's your goal. Then there's a going away party at work and somebody decides to bring like a cake, a going away cake or, you know, um, some ice cream with that or a brownie or some, some kind of some kind of obstacle for you that takes you off the path of of um, maintaining that goal of um, eating healthy. Now, one thing that I do and I'm very guilty of is that I I taste for satisfaction. And what I mean by that is if I see something that I'm just like, oh my God, I, I want a piece, I want to eat it. I just want to, I want to indulge in it. Like, oh, it's my favorite thing in the world. And for me, sweets have been a very big obstacle for me. Sweets. I, I need, I don't need it <laughs> per se, but, um, I do crave sweets. I crave them like that. Um, But what I've learned in order to satisfy my craving while I'm on that path to try to avoid a lot of sugar is I'll take a taste. So I'll get a small spoon or a small fork and, um, and say I get a piece of cake and ice cream somebody gives me. Okay, I'll take a taste of the cake and take a taste of the ice cream and then I'll cut myself off and say, that's enough. You're done. You already got in your your, your sugars. You know, you got in tasting the, um, the cake and the ice cream. You're good. And I talk myself out of eating the rest and, um, 
and taking, uh, making sure that's out of my view. Because I'm one of those people that if it's right in front of me, even though I'm full, I'll still eat it. I've, I've, that's another thing I'm trying to control. Um, but it's, um, I try to get it out of my view and, um, and I'm good. I realize later, like I, I talk myself into being okay with just a taste. Like, mm, that was delicious. That was good. You know, you're satisfied. You got the taste of it. And now, you know, you're good. You're fine. You're okay. So when I go work out, I'll work out extra hard because I know I got a taste of, you know, the calories, the sugars, and, um, it's something that I'm trying to work off. So it's better to work off, you know, a taste of what you got than it is to work off an entire plate of what you got, of what it was. Um, so that's something that I've learned how to, um, control, like, and identify any obstacles that are that come into play. Um, number four, replace old habits. You definitely want to try to replace old habits of the way you used to. Because like I said before, um, insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. Um that goes the same same thing for um old habits you know old habit being you know used to come home and you know and heat up a hot pocket and some chips and uh, eat some chips and uh, soda you know that's I mean, that, that sounds good, but (laughs) that does sound good, but, um, that's stuff you have to try to avoid if you're trying to reach a physical, um, you know, idea, you know, you have an idea of how you want your physique to be. So that's something you have to try to avoid. So you replace it, replace it with a healthier meal. You know, you come home and you eat, but you can change the way you eat and that's changing habit that's changing an old habit you're replacing an old habit you're replacing an old habit that of used to come home sit down eat an unhealthy meal and just watch tv on the couch and just sit there where you come home you eat a healthy meal or something healthy and you go for a walk or you go walk your dog or something along those lines. If you do that, you're replacing an old habit and you don't have to start off big or have like a bunch of old habits that you're trying to replace. Do one at a time. So you're not overwhelmed with it. So that way, when, if you do fail, you're not thinking to yourself, oh, forget this. I'm never doing it again. It's not working. Well, it's not going to work if you have, you're doing tons of stuff all at once. Um, and number five, monitor your progress. Now this goes for anything, any goal you're trying to do. 
you always want to monitor your progress. Um, it's it'll keep you in check. It'll keep you up to date with how you're doing. It'll show you the difference of when you started to that point of where you're at. And it'll show you um, the things you need to, to know, you know. Was, you know, was changing your eating habits for that week beneficial? Did it benefit you? Was staying active that week beneficial? Did it benefit you? Do you need to work out more? Do you need to work out less? Are you okay to work out less? Um, do you need to eat healthier? Do you need to be show self-discipline to the way you eat so that way you're not giving into temptation? I mean, when you're monitoring your progress, you can look at it and, and start asking yourself those questions. It's, um, it's something to keep you basically up to date on how you're doing. So, if you were to ask yourself, what are three types of self-discipline? Is there only one? Of course not. There's, you, there is one, self-discipline, overall self-discipline is discipline. Um, but there are three types of self-discipline. Um... Examples, active discipline, reactive discipline, and proactive discipline. Um, active discipline is doing what you need, what you need to do in the very moment. Um, reactive discipline. Now that one... Hmm. That one, my friends, is a good one. So, reactive discipline is basically reacting to to the situation. To what it is you're trying to discipline. It's controlling your thoughts and your behaviors when dealing with unforeseen circumstances. As in proactive discipline, is doing things in advance in an effort to better control the situation. Such as bringing an umbrella on a rainy day. Proactive discipline is basically um, self-explanatory. You're, you're implementing your discipline in a proactive manner. Um, same thing with uh, reactive discipline. You're... Um, displaying your uh, discipline in a reactive manner, which means you would react to, you know, 
to the things that are going on. It's very important to distinguish the three, but in overall discipline, it's self-discipline. All three of them are part of the self-discipline concept. Um, It's basically every single one of them have to do with the same thing. Um, It's just a matter of being proactive, reactive, Those are the concepts that you just are dealing with. So now, according to the Collins Dictionary, self-discipline is the ability to control yourself and to make yourself work hard or behave in a particular way without needing anyone else to tell you what to do. That is a very good example of self-discipline because you shouldn't have to tell, shouldn't have to have anybody tell you what to do um we need to get out of the habit of asking people well what do i do how do i do it if if you're asking those questions then you're you're showing you're showing your your self-confidence you're showing that you 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 don't have a lot of self-confidence in yourself because any confident person would not rely on somebody else telling them what to do. They would figure it out and they would have the discipline and behavior to work hard enough to do what they have to do. It's like when they say, um, if I throw you to sharks, you'll either sink or swim. Now, I have many experiences over time where I've been thrown to the sharks. Plenty, plenty. Um, But I've swam. I've swam my ass off. And I refuse to sink. Because I'm not going to give up. I refuse to sink. I'm going to swim. So, I i guess you can say I'm a reactive thinker when it comes to that. Um, because I don't necessarily... Um, I'm not proactive with it because I don't... I don't prepare for it. If I get thrown, and I don't think you can get prepared for it, but if you get thrown towards the, uh, to the sharks and you either sink or swim, you can only react to it. So in my, in my sense of reacting to the situations, I've managed to come on top. And I've done what I need to do. And where there... I have never been the type of person to not want some critique. I guess you could say. Where if I'm doing something wrong or not doing something um, 
that has guidelines or that I should be following, then I'll learn from that. But my overall goal would have been to accomplish what I was supposed to accomplish. So I'll learn and I'll adjust, but it won't take away from me achieving the goal. Now, some people might say it's hard to, you know, to get self-discipline, to learn self-discipline. Self-discipline is discomfort training. One of the reasons why we don't have self-discipline is because we run from the hard, uncomfortable things. We would rather do the easy, comfortable, familiar things. So instead of facing our hard, uncomfortable projects or finances, we run to the distractions, video games, videos, social media, etc. Being uncomfortable is is part of growing and self-discipline puts you in the position to where you're growing, you're constantly growing. If you're constantly doing the same comfortable, familiar things you're always doing, then you're not going to grow because you already know what you're expecting and you already know what you're getting. So there's no room to grow. But if you're put in a position where you're uncomfortable and it seems hard and you don't know what the outcome is going to be, then guess what? That's going to think about it that this way. That is an area that you're going to grow in. That's an area that you're going to better yourself in. Because you don't know what's coming. You don't know what's going to happen. So, learn from it. So that way, if you come across that experience again, you'll know what to do. Now... Some people might say they struggle with self-discipline. The problem with with discipline begins when we un, when we don't understand which commitments are worth our effort. When we make too many commitments, when our commitments com- conflict, or when we are subject to unclear commitments of others, that's when we find. As that we're struggling with self-discipline. And it goes back to me stating, you know, be clear about your goal. Be clear about your commitment. Um, is it going to benefit you? Is it going to benefit your life? In which way? If you can answer all those questions without... thinking of anybody else thinking about yourself and thinking how it will affect you and you can answer all those questions specifically then that would be a commitment that you would want to stick with that is something you would want to um, do um, learn self-discipline for 
if your if your commitment is vague and you can't answer those questions without a we or a them or um or they're not even your commitments they're somebody else's commitments then you're going of course you're going to struggle of course you're going to you know not not accomplish it because it's they're 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 not good commitments they're not good goals be specific don't be vague and learn the self-discipline you need to learn they say there's five um five pillars that you must learn in order to obtain self-discipline the first is acceptance second willpower third hard work fourth industry and fifth persistence I mean out of all five pillars I think acceptance would be the biggest challenge for anybody Um, pillar number one just because you have to accept that you are not there you have to accept the fact that you are in a place that is not allowing you to achieve that goal. Once you accept that and you realize what you have to do in order to obtain it, then you can move on to the second pillar, willpower, because then you got the willpower to do it, to face it, to achieve it. Face your fears, face them. If you're scared that you want to have uh, a muscular body, but, you know, the weights are too much, then you're always going to be scared because the weights are always going to look like they're heavy just because you you planted it in your head already that all weights are heavy. All of them, regardless of what size they are, they're all heavy and you can't do it. But you have to rethink that. You have to get that out of your mind. And you have to accept that, okay, they might be heavy for me. But I'm going to try and I'm going to keep on trying. Because the more you keep on trying, the more you're going to get better at what you do. And the more you're going to get better at achieving your goal. And once you achieve it, it's going to be feel like the greatest thing in the world. So... Self-discipline. Self-discipline is key, people, to learning yourself, to achieving goals, and to be um, consistent. And the last thing I want to talk about is the golden rule of self-discipline. This golden rule of self-discipline is it's like the simplest rule ever. Like, I honestly I don't even want to say it because I'm just like (laughs) I'm like, really? That's 
the golden rule of self-discipline. But then when you think about it, it's like, well, yeah, now it makes sense. And now it's understandable why people don't, don't, uh, don't follow their step. Because they keep, um, they keep this one rule, this golden rule of self-discipline. They are not um, thinking about it in the manner that they should be. So I'm just going to say, <laughs> so the golden rule of self-discipline is having a clear goal. Funny, huh? That's a shame. <laughs> that is the like that is the easiest thing you can do. That's why I say don't be vague about your goals, your commitments. Don't be vague about them. Be specific. Set your mind on a clear goal, set your mind on a clear commitment and be proactive. Be the one to initiate it. Get it started. Get it going. You know, and when you reach it, when you reach that goal, when you accomplish that commitment, that's the the little achievements that I tell you matter. Because in the long run, when you look back and you see all of those little achievements, you're going to feel great about yourself. Whereas if you're big about it and you think back and you look back and you see you didn't accomplish that one goal, that one vague goal that you wanted to, you're going to feel bad about yourself. And it's going to send you into a spiral of feelings and emotions. And it's going to be something you just don't want to get into. So just be, be clear, people. Be very clear about your goals and, and setting them and, and learn self discipline. I'm learning it. You should learn too. Well, on that note, this concludes our episode. I hope you enjoyed things on this episode. I hope you enjoyed our time together. I know I have. Um, so please subscribe and give Open Book a like, a review, or leave a comment on on what you thought about the episode. Or leave a comment on any, any episode you might have heard that, you know, you have some feelings towards. Um, I love getting back to people. I love reading people's comments and stories. So if you do have a story or any suggestions, you can contact me at open.book.mmap at gmail.com. And I'll read them. And who knows, I might end up contacting you for an interview. Um, But again, thanks for listening, and I hope to hear from you soon. Bye.